Hi guys, how are you today? My name is Bailey Sarian and today is Monday, which means murder, mystery, and makeup. So today's case involves words that I'm having a hard time pronouncing. And of course, when I'm like looking into this, this case and I'm reading all into it, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it comes down to me pronouncing it, like the names and stuff. And I'm like, why, why did I do this to myself? Look, we're going to Brazil, okay? The name of the city is, I watched a ton of pronunciation videos, okay? Come on, Bailey. Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo, wait, Sao Paulo, Brazil? Did I say it? <laughs> This is embarrassing. Anyways, so if you are new here, every Monday I've been doing murder, mystery, and makeup where I sit down, I get ready, I do my makeup, and I talk about a true crime that has caught my interest, something that's on my mind, and we just have an open discussion. Today I'm going to be talking about Suzanne von Richthofen. We're gonna talk about her. This happened back in 2002 in Brazil. Sao Paulo. You know what, I guess I can't go to Brazil. Should I do a dramatic voice when I talk about these things? Suzanne's father was a German engineer. So Suzanne's father was a German engineer and her mother was a Brazilian of Lebanese descent working as a psychiatrist. Very smart, successful parents. Suzanne also had a younger brother, Andreas. Oh God, this is so embarrassing. Andre, I can't roll my R's. And Andre, you know what? Andre, Andreas. This is why I stick with Kathy's. Suzanne had a younger brother, Andreas, who was born in 1987. Suzanne studied at a German high school and then went to study law at a Catholic university. So she was very smart. She was described as happy, a little shy, and was known to have a really good relationship with her family, her brother, her mom and dad, like everyone got along and they seemed like a happy family as every single one of these stories goes, right? Am I right? So Her parents were very successful. So they lived in a really nice neighborhood. It was a gated community. It was a beautiful home. She was well-educated and she was pretty. She was blonde, she was cute. The estimated wealth of the family was $5.5 million. And there were two anonymous accounts in Swiss banks containing at least 10 million euros, which were opened by Suzanne's father when she turned 18 in 2001. Summer 1999, she started practicing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And that's where she met Daniel. Her and Daniel hit it off. She thought he was cute. He thought she was cute. And they ended up becoming a boyfriend and girlfriend. Reports said that like the relationship happened pretty quick. Um, you know, when you're a teenager, you're not really taking anything slow. You're like, you meet someone, you get into a relationship right away. Not everyone, but you know, you don't really get to know the person. Her parents were okay with their relationship at first. They liked him and they thought he was really nice. So the parents being okay with the relationship did not last long. So after some time they realized that Daniel, the boyfriend, that he was just smoking weed 24 seven. He didn't have a job. He wasn't going to school. He just wasn't doing anything with his life and they didn't like that and they didn't want that for their daughter. Well, he just wasn't doing anything with his life. And you know how parents can be. They just don't understand. Teenagers. So they were really pressuring Suzanne to end it with Daniel, okay? He wasn't benefiting her in any way. They didn't want her daughter wasting her time with him and they certainly did not want their daughter getting into drugs or just who knows what this boy's up to. So naturally, of course, she's not gonna break up with him. Now, I was reading about the story, whatever, and it said that the mom and dad went on vacation, right? For a month. 
who goes on a vacation for a month? Anyways, so mom and dad went on a vacation for a month. Where? I don't know. I couldn't find where. And while they were on vacation, Suzanne had her boyfriend Daniel move in with her into the family home while they were gone. She's already, she's been turning into this rebellious teenager. We know how this goes. Okay, so then a month goes by and her parents return. When her parents returned, she asked her mom and dad if they would buy her her own apartment. That way she could live with Daniel and she could have some freedom and just do whatever she likes. When you're a teenager, it's really all you wanna do is move out of your parents' house. She knew that they had the money. Her dad, her father quickly shut that down. He was like, nope, you are not moving in with him. You're not getting a place with him. No, no, and no. Her mother and father being, you know, the good parents that they are were like, you can move out, just make money, get a job, make your own money and you can afford your own place. Suzanne did not like that idea. Again, the teenage brain, you just think like, no mom, that's not how it works. So Suzanne kept seeing Daniel and as their relationship progressed, there became a strain on the relationship with Suzanne and her parents. They really wanted Suzanne to end the relationship with Daniel. They kept pressuring her to end it. And Suzanne, of course, just did not want to. So she just really wasn't budging. So then finally, Suzanne's parents gave an ultimatum. Break up with Daniel or we're gonna stop giving you an allowance. See, Suzanne was still receiving an allowance from her parents and they were about to cut it off because Suzanne was not obeying the family at all. So they're saying, break up with him or you're not gonna get your allowance, that simple. But a lot of us don't think to do this next thing. <laughs> this is a mess. Okay, October 31st, 2002. Suzanne and her brother went to a cyber cafe to play video games and meet up with friends. Then Suzanne met up with Daniel and Daniel's brother. His name is Christian. So Daniel's 21 and Christian is 26. So earlier that day, Suzanne had deactivated the home security cameras um, at the parents' house, at her house. She deactivated them. She turned off the alarm system and this would trigger the alarm if somebody opens the door. Obviously the security cameras would be there to catch anybody coming in and out. So she turns all of that off. Suspicious. Suspicious. Daniel, the boyfriend, and Christian, the brother, pull into the home. She opens up the gates and they pull into the garage. They put on their hoods from their, their jackets and they head into the home. So Suzanne goes in first. Suzanne goes up the stairs to make sure that her parents are indeed there sleeping. She comes back downstairs to let the boys know they're upstairs, handle it. She didn't say that, but like, I think that's what she said. Suzanne sat on the couch and both of the boys headed upstairs to the parents' room. The two brothers had iron bars with them, iron bars. And they started to beat the parents with these iron, beat them, they started to beat them. They bashed their heads in, or try to at least, but the parents did not die. They were still alive and they were holding on. Because they were being attacked, the parents obviously were screaming and yelling. They were being loud apparently. So that's when Daniel decided to run to the bathroom and grab wet towels put it over their face to drown out the noises. Guess they also tried to strangle the parents with the towels as well. Apparently the 
parents were still not dying. They were not dying. So of course, because these are bright young men, they decide to go downstairs and grab a jug of water because, uh, well, Daniel goes downstairs to grab a jug of water because he got this idea to drown the parents with a jug of water. Now that's all I could find was that Daniel drown was trying to drown the parents with this jug of water, but I don't really know what that means. And then I read one website that said they just strangled them with a towel, but okay. Daniel's pouring water on their faces. This did indeed kill Suzanne's father. So Suzanne's father passed away, but Suzanne's mother was still holding on to dear life. So the boys, um, Daniel and Christian, they ended up getting a plastic bag. They tied it around her head and they waited until she suffocated and died. They died a very like slow, painful death, which is so sad. Suzanne was just on the couch the whole time, which I don't believe that, but whatever. I wasn't there, so what do I know? So once the mother had died and like things had quieted down, Suzanne went upstairs to make sure like, are they dead? And then the three of them came up with a plan to stage the scenes. They wanted to make it look like there was a robbery in the house. So they're so dumb and sloppy. They like scattered some papers around, but it wasn't like messy. I guess it was, it was like you could tell it was a perfect little scatter of paper. They also took a bunch of money from the parents' room. They just kind of shuffled things around to make it look like it was indeed a break-in. This part of the plan that they had was like just done so poorly. They did not think this through. They staged a break-in and the break-in didn't even look like a break-in. It looked like someone staged it. Apparently they left behind some important stuff. Like they left behind a cell phone. One report said that they left behind a gun. My thought was if they had a gun, why wouldn't they use it when they were attacking the parents? Because they seem to be having a really hard time. Okay, I shouldn't have picked one with a language barrier. That was a bad call on my end. But what I do know was it was sloppy. But the one thing that they did take off with was a ton of money. Good for them. They're gonna start their life with all this money. Ching. So then their idea was, okay, well, let's go check into a hotel and use that like as an alibi. See, we were at a hotel. And then Christian, the Daniel's brother, he went to a fast food restaurant, again, to use like as an alibi, I'm assuming showing the receipt. At this time, he was at this fast food restaurant. So they were trying to get their alibi straight. After some time, Suzanne then checked out of the hotel and she went to go pick up her brother. He was still at the cyber cafe. So she went to go pick him up. Christian and Daniel had left, picks her brother up and they head home. Today's episode is brought to you by Apostrophe. What's Apostrophe, you ask? Well, it's a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to you and your unique skin. So Suzanne picks up her brother from the internet cafe. They go back to the house and then that's when they discover the family together. Obviously for the brother, it was like tragic. Both of his parents are dead. Looks like someone broke in. They instantly called the police. And when the police got there, they were told that somebody broke in and killed their parents. But the police knew by looking at the scene, 
no, this looks a little fishy. Police suspected that it was somebody close to the family just because of how it was done, somebody who knew them. They also noted that the alarm system was turned off, so somebody had to be inside of the house, and that was a red flag. This break-in looked, there were papers kind of like scattered perfectly around. It just seemed a little bit more planned than the family was making it out to be. So they suspected sister and brother in general, but then they narrowed it down to Suzanne. And the reason that they narrowed it down to just Suzanne was because it was her 19th birthday the next day and she had friends over to the house and her boyfriend and they were hanging out celebrating her birthday and swimming in the pool. Her parents just died and you're having a party? Super suspicious. Come on, girl. She's sloppy. So that's when investigators really cued in on Suzanne and also her boyfriend. Oops, oh my gosh. So Christian, the brother, Daniel's brother, he ended up buying a motorcycle like a couple days later after the murders and he paid cash for it. Now coming from his background, he didn't come from a good neighborhood. He didn't have a job. This rose red flags because where'd he get that money from? So that was stupid on his end. He couldn't wait a little bit longer. He did it just a few days after the murders. Christian was the first one to get arrested and he paid in all $100 bills. So you got something to do with this. After being questioned by police, Suzanne eventually broke down and she confessed to killing her parents. And this actually turned into like a huge media focus case because of the big contrast between the two brothers, Daniel and Christian and Suzanne. This is so sad, but it's just, we stereotype. When you look at the two brothers, they looked like criminals, okay? Suzanne was this pretty intelligent, blonde hair girl. People did not want to believe that Suzanne had anything to do with this. There's just, they were all on her side. They're like, no, she didn't do it. There's no way the brothers did it. So it created like a really big divide. Suzanne was just well-educated. She spoke three different languages. There's no way she killed her parents. What was the motive? She already had money. The public was heavily questioning whether Suzanne did this or not. There was actually a TV interview with Suzanne and she was talking about what had happened, playing the victim essentially. But there's this part where she was getting coached by her attorney. The cameras were rolling and this guy leans in, leans in and tells Suzanne, when you're talking about it, make sure to cry and cry loud and like cry hard because then people will believe you more. So the cameras caught him coaching Suzanne how to act and they rolled it on TV. So that's when everyone was like, okay, she did it. We take everything back, she did it. Honestly, it was looking like Suzanne could have potentially gotten away with this just because everyone was on her side. But that TV interview is what really sealed the deal. July, 2006, four years after the murders, Suzanne, Daniel, and Christian were put on trial for first degree murder. Suzanne pointed the finger and put the blame on Daniel and Christian saying it was their idea and they were the ones who did it. Her lawyer also said that there was no motive and she was directed to follow through with the crime by Daniel because she looked up to him um, as a God and it was just, she was obsessed with him. She was so in love with him. That's why she went along with it. But Daniel and Christian pointed the finger back at Suzanne saying it was all her idea they followed through with it because they were gonna get some of the money. Sounded like a promising future for them. In different documents, it was saying that in court, Suzanne had no emotion. She wasn't crying at all. And both brothers 
cried a lot throughout the trial. There was a point where Suzanne started to laugh when um, they were being questioned, which isn't a good look. In court, they had a motive. They knew what the motive was and why Suzanne did it. If her parents passed away, Suzanne was going to inherit $17 million from her parents. $17 million? She wouldn't have to go to school. She could move out with Daniel. She could just live this awesome life without having to work. So that's like this teenage girl's dream. In court, they also made a lot of low blows. So Suzanne said that her father was sexually abusing her and also that her parents were alcoholics. She was just pulling everything she could out of a hat. She's like, yeah, what about this though? Okay, they're alcoholics now. Yep, uh-huh, oh, no, okay, Uh, sexually abused me. Yeah, he did that. But Andreas, her younger brother, testified and actually their parents were not alcoholics. There was no sexual abuse happening in the autopsy of the parents. They found no alcohol in their bloodstream. Um, does that prove that they're alcoholics or not? No, not necessarily, but it didn't really help her claim at all. Prosecutors said that Susanna was the mastermind behind all of it and they wanted to give her 50 years in prison. That was the goal. Um, July 22nd, 2006 is when Suzanne, Christian and Daniel all got sentenced. So Suzanne ended up getting 40 years in prison. Christian and Daniel got 38 years in prison. In 2009, Suzanne appealed. She wanted to get house arrest, which it was denied. In 2011, Suzanne's younger brother, Andreas, he sued his sister for half of the inheritance she got from her parents. So Brazil's different with their laws, obviously. So she was still going to be able to get the money when she gets out of jail. Um, if it was in her name, she was still gonna be able to get the money. So even though she went to prison, she has something to look forward to um, when she gets out. As long as it's in her name, it's still hers. But her younger brother had sued her for half of the inheritance. Um, so he ended up winning and he got everything. Also in Brazil, I was reading that they have this law where if you're in prison, as long as it's not like some horrendous crime, you have good behavior, you can actually get out of prison for holidays. So Suzanne got out on Mother's Day, Christmas. There was another holiday too. Just every holiday, if you have good behavior, they actually release you from prison for up to seven days. And then you come back and you finish up your sentence. Isn't that weird? It's kind of interesting. I wonder how that works out for them. Like, is that a successful thing? I could imagine it might be good, but it could also be very, very bad. So to this day, sitting her ass in prison, she only got 50 years. So once she's out, she's done. First and foremost, just want to apologize to all of Brazil for mispronouncing everything. Lesson learned. But other than that, she obviously did it. She was entitled, she was a spoiled little brat, and she was a narcissist. Ooh, random thought. Do you think if Suzanne had broken up with Daniel, do you think she would have still killed her parents or do you think nothing would have happened? I guess the moral of the story here is kids suck. I don't know. I don't know. Because it sounded like they were raising their daughter really well. Do you think people are just born like that or did she learn that? Anyways, I hope you have a good day today. You make good choices. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I will be seeing you guys later. Bye. Bye.